0: Hey friends. friends, it's Davion.
1: It's Bruce, and, and this, this is, is oh, oh that's, that's my gay, gay friend. friend. Episode number thirty-four. People, welcome We're getting
0: up there. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, Hi, husband. husband. <laughs> uh, jinx, <laughs> Jinx buying me a drink. Hey, husband, how are you today? I am good. I am hanging in there. How are you? I am blessed and highly favored. Amen. Amen. Welcome, friends, to another
1: wonderful episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend, brought to you by RuPaul Drag Race.
0: There you go. There you it did is. It. You put, it did
1: it. put it to something else, baby. There Just we go. Fruition, friends. We wanted to say thank you for coming back to a new episode, and we are going to talk about our week. So you know what time it is. to Get that cock tell ready, and we will talk about our libation selection tonight, or lack of libation selection. And we will give you some time to gather yours, and then we'll t- fill you in on what these two. Gay men have been doing this past weekend. Babe, what are you having tonight,
0: husband? I'm having a nice glass of water. What about you? Nice. I am having some
1: Frangelico, little liqueur, a liqueur for the, for the dolls. There you go. So, yeah. So, all right, friends, let's raise these glasses. Clink, 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 clink.
0: Clink, clink, clink. And while you do that, tell me, what you did you me? do about your week? What was your week at a glance look like? What did my week look
1: like? Well, the weekend was fun and amazing. Went to because cousin, our cousin's
0: twenty um, ninth birthday party. Jesus Christ, this was so epic! <laughs> I cannot stress enough. Like you have to give the you have to do so, it justice. Shout
1: out to my youngest cousin Camille, or should I say Cammy the Mill?
0: Okay, because um, right, you're gonna so, need a whole lot more than a snack, baby. <laughs>
1: Right. So anyone who knows me and my family, uh, my grandparents had 11 kids, 28 grandkids or 27, something like that. Either way, she's the baby. She's the youngest one, Um, but she turned 29. And so it's Aquarius season, you know, big up for Aquarius. And so she decided on her golden birthday, turning 29 on the 29th, that she wanted to live out her best life and be a rapper for a day and also create a music video. So. You guys can pull it up on YouTube if you would like. It's called Cami the Mill, and you know it's Jane Doe featuring the Homegirls, and she premiered it Saturday night at the club, and it was
0: it was bomb. So not only was it, it was a bomb. premiere of an actual rap song that she recorded that is high quality and a banger because uh, low key she has bars, right. but it was also the debut of the video, which is also high quality and good and she looks amazing in it it was it was absolutely mind blowing to see someone unapologetically do something that they want to do yeah. but also execute it at an amazing level it's yes. like oh shit not only did, did you, you do, do it, it you did it, well as you did it amazingly like I had to take my Cap off or my wig off <laughs> to her because the party, the theme of it was very cute to dress up as your favorite album cover. And How did you dress up as? I dressed up as uh, Bruno Mars on his 24 karat magic album cover. Now, that is not my favorite album, but <laughs> I just so happened to have a wig that looked like a Bruno Mars <laughs> hair. So I made this shit work. I ordered me some burgundy pajamas off of Amazon. And a baseball cap, shit! I already had the white loafers in my closet. There you go. There it is. What did you guys? Yeah, it was very
1: cute too. Um, I went as any black male rapper with a beard, with glasses that could wear a turtleneck and put a chain on top of it that's a uh, diamond chain and looks stunning. Um, but it was uh, it was inspired by Def Rose. Um, the classic iconic picture with Suge Tupac. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. So it was that, or it could have been Rick Ross, or it could have been you, filled in the blank with any black male rapper. There you go. Biggie small. That could have been Biggie. Like it was a it was a lot of references to, to come to pull from. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. That was it was listen, I had a good time. And she actually came dressed as um the queen, to be the original queen, Lil Kim.
0: Yes, on the, the hardcore, hardcore album. Cover. So the Ooh, whole, so good.
1: The whole vibe of the whole, we all know that hardcore album poster. She had the exact same thing on. So shout out to my baby cousin Cami the Mill. Um, it was epic. It was really epic. Her video was, it was very cute.
0: It was and, very cute. You guys have to go. You guys have to go check it out.
1: Yeah, check it out. Get her some some views on on the on, on the
0: YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to think
1: of what, like, what platform is all this on YouTube, yeah. So, that was Saturday. Yes, it was. Sunday, I chilled. I actually had the house to myself for a couple of hours. That was great
0: while you went to go play in the streets. And by playing in the streets, I went to my improv class, which is aggressively not playing in the streets because it was a room full of aspiring actors, nerds, Uh, up-and-coming comedians. It was amazing. It was such a payoff of wanting to do something and feeling ambivalent about it and feeling like insecure about it and just pushing past all of that to actually go. I was like, fuck, I'm so glad I got out of my own way to come and do this. It was something that i was nervous about leading up to it nervous about when i was actually there nervous during the different things that we had to do um but each time i raised my hand or volunteered to do something in front of the class it was like a little adrenaline rush that was like, fuck, I like this. Was I your heart beating really fast? It was, but yeah. I didn't have a heart attack. I stayed with it.
1: That's good. That that lets you know that, you know, you can grow and, and that you experience new things. That's all that's awesome.
0: And and I think that's the part for me that I enjoy it the most is that I'm experiencing something new. Like it's something new for me. Yeah. Um, that's the most enjoyable that's the most enjoyable aspect about it. So that is what I did on Sunday came home, we had dinner. that was our weekend. yeah, it
1: was very quick <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> as, it the all, age, as it always very, is
0: this one gonna be quick too
1: well, not well, I'm off on monday, so but yeah, uh, it was good. It was a good weekend. We had a good time, and then during the week, just the same mundane situation of work, gym. Home life, mm-hmm. so it's been good. It was really, uh, it was fairly a decent week this week for work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't too too hectic, or uh, yeah. So it was it was kind of easy breezy a little bit. Mm-hmm. What well, about just for yourself?
0: Uh, well, the entire week for me, it kind of zoomed by because I had things I focused on towards the end of the week that literally all happened in the same day. So I'm, for me, I'm fresh, fresh from the Ari Lennox concert- Okay. Where the Shea Butter Baby was out singing her heart out. Uh, It was at the Will Turn, the lovely venue here in LA, where every seat is really a good seat. I enjoyed myself. She sung all of the classics and things that you would want her to. She sounded amazing. Lucky Day actually came out on stage and joined her for one of her songs that she has with them. Oh, really? He was there, too? Mm Mm-hmm. Did she have an opener? She had two openers. Really? Homegirl didn't go on stage until 940. Listen. When I tell you, I would (laughs) have been... And that's exactly the reason why I will never do general admission or floor standing sections. Because imagine... The doors open at 7. Yeah. I got there at 8. So, standing an hour and 40 minutes just, just, yeah, <laughs> just to see the person you're paying to go see. Because the first two artists that opened for her, they were cute. Never heard of them a day in my life. But they both could sing. Like, she had two Female openers, okay. and every time they came out, this is my first tour. I was like, okay, good for you. Oh, no, yeah, it was really, it was a cute look, but I paid to see Ari. <laughs> like, I want to see <laughs> where's Ari. But uh, clearly, not, and
1: it's not no shade, but I'm just saying. So, like, her catalog isn't that big, so she can fill up the space of having be per- to perform. Let's say doors open at seven from eight from eight to we'll turn it close at eleven. So. Mm-hmm. Her her catalog
0: isn't that big well, like that, is well it? she has two albums and two EPs, so technically she could, but it I can see why she did it because it would be like her just performing the whole damn out, al- you right. know, the whole album from track one to 13, <laughs> right. you know, it's right. like in the interludes and shit. Yeah. So I can see why she did it, but it's like Jesus. I'd rather leave early. I'd rather leave early. (laughs) Like, let's normalize leaving early from a concert. Like, why do we have to leave at midnight for every concert, regardless of who the person is? Because they have to pay for that space. It could be a person with a fucking pamphlet as a catalog. It could be a one-hit wonder, and you'd still leave that concert at midnight.
1: The contract, you have the venue
0: for so many hours, so they have to just fill it up. Well, it was filled. (laughs) I I thoroughly enjoyed myself. That was my week. Um, There are some other irons in the fire that I won't speak about now, but hopefully it'll be some great things happening for me. But yeah, this was a good week. I'm ready for the fucking weekend.
1: That's cool. What do you have planned for this weekend?
0: I'm just ready for it to be the weekend. Like, what do you mean? What does it have to be a plan? No, for just, the way I you said of, it, the way you I said it was on, like, oh, like, okay, what you got going on? I plan on not working. I plan on not waking well, up uh, and sitting at a computer. Part. No, the, the
1: excitement <laughs> in your voice, the way you were looking, was as if there was something that was planned. I was like, what do we got going on this weekend, or, maybe, or what do you have going on this weekend? So that's why I asked the question, like, what's going on for this weekend? But yes, the weekend is always fun. Always a great time to not. Work and just do what the hell you want to do. So, and speaking of people who are doing what the hell they want to do. Yes. Let's talk about this new show coming on Bravo, which I am excited for. It's two of my favorite girl groups, probably one I love more than the other. I'm just going to put that out there because I was listening to their album today. SWV and Escape have a new show on Bravo that documents them going on tour together.
0: Yes. Are you here for it or not? Or do you have more details about the show? So the show is called SWV and Escape, the Queens of R&B. Now, this particular show is going to document and chronicle Le- uh, their experiences with, you know, coming together, rehearsing and et cetera for a one night only uh, special musical event that they're putting on it's a one night concert event um the the press release says so it's going to document both groups prepping for this i am ecstatic for it i loved the uh escape show that they had when it was just them on bravo a few years ago right so to throw an swv in the mix because personally i think that Versus between the two of them, it like we we wa- re- rewatch it here.
1: Yeah, we, we watched frequently. it frequently. Cool. Like we've re
0: watched it several times because yeah. it's just entertaining that dynamic seeing them all. So yeah. I already know a show is going to be lit, especially because it's just so many women and they all. Low key just hate each other. <laughs> I don't think they hate each other. They're but I mean there's, shows, a few, but there's a few there's a few spoiled well, apples listen, in the butt. So in in Lili
1: Lily is that girl. Lily has always been one of my faves from SWV. And Lily is from the Bronx or the Brooklyn or one of the places. But she will, will let you know. Yeah, she doesn't real take quick. shit. She ain't got Lily ain't got the time for the shits at all. I'm and very will let you know.
0: curious to see because you know there's some other girls that on Escape, I won't name names that like to give shit. So I'm br- I'm very uh, Natasha uh, the one uh, that is always by standing alone on her own island while the other girls oh. are like <laughs> together <laughs> camaraderie going on tour laughing with each other. There's always that one girl that stayed at home. You know, yeah, the bitch, like, listen. But I make my money and I leave. But, yeah, I'm so interested to see this dynamic. Well, I, I know you're aggressively a girl group fan. I am. So. And I love a, I love a good girl group. And I also
1: love... SWV actually had their show. And they had a show on the Wii for, I believe, two seasons. Yeah. That looked at them recording the an album and everything. And, and so that was amazing. And I was a fan of that. I... Am probably a bigger SWV fan than Escape, and I realize this because when I want to hear singing Easy. and I'm in the mode, huh? No, I'll say easily, yeah, that's yeah. Like way. when I want to hear singing and I'm in the, and I'm in the mood to like hear harmonization and just vocals, I'm throwing on SWV, especially their two last albums, "I Miss Us" and "Still." Like there's songs on there that just haven't and been played or I don't and you hear everyone sing, Lili, Taj, like they have stepped up to the game and they are showcasing their vocals. So, I'm here for the show. I'm here for the shits. I think a little bit will be kind of contrived, of course, for me for the cameras, you know, oh, yeah. some little beefs here and there, what have you. But, you know, someone's going to run down their resume and say how many albums they sold and they have this. And then I think just Candy and Tiny going to shut everybody down. Be like, uh, we do got I money too. Oh, we got money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're like, uh do
1: we need to go to the footage? Do we need no, to, they're to, gonna to
0: take <laughs> Have fun and coach ladies? We'll see you when we when we land. <laughs> that's what they're gonna say. You know,
1: so I am excited for this show. We I don't think we received a date when it will air. Um and if we and if we have then we'll, you know, put it up on our IG page to let you guys know Um, oh, that's my gay friend on at IG. Um, to secure the date so we can all be aware to watch the show together as a family.
0: Come on, friends!
1: So, yeah. Um, it was. I'm just happy for them to just do this show. Now, have you seen both of these groups in on, in concert or one of the other?
0: Well, we saw. We actually saw Escape together. We <laughs> you were there? I was there. I was there, right. We there. Uh, SWV, no.
1: I've seen both and just Coco is just... Oh no, yeah, Coco is amazing. It's a beast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Escape News show on Bravo. Can't wait to see that. So we're gonna shift gears a little bit. You know, we like to talk about a lot of different things on this podcast. Of course, we're a gay podcast obviously we're two husbands. Uh, So we talk about queer shit. Then we also talk about pop culture, but we also talk about a lot of race relations because why we live in America, people, and this just needs to happen. And we need to bring a lot of these conversations to the forefront. And there was a video that I saw on an IG page and the IG page, I want to give her a shout out because I don't know if she listens to the pod or not, but... I'm trying to find her name, and it's losing me right now. I think her podcast is called I'm a Girl with No President, or a Girl Has No President, I want to say. I think it's a Girl Has No President. That's her IG page. And so she posted a video that's on YouTube, and it's actually called Do All White People Think the Same About Race? So you guys can check it out on YouTube if you care to uh, chime in on this conversation. But I found it really interesting, and I talked to the husband about it, and we watched it to see, do all white people have the same thoughts about race? But there was one thing in particular, there was one question that they asked. And the way it's set up is they have about, it's about seven to eight people. Yeah. I would say seven to eight people, and they have them standing stand, in a line. And to the left of them, you can, if you, to the left, you disagree, to the right, you agree with. And then there's levels. It's like agree, strongly agree, and
0: I think that's it, right? Just yeah, like strongly disagree, like, you know, yeah. the questionnaire. Questionnaire,
1: yeah. So agree, disagree, strongly agree, strongly disagree. Did I say that already? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So a question that came about that made me really interested when I was going through social media was. It asked the question, am I proud to be white? And the, the six to eight people, it took them a moment to like take that question in. And then they chose their perspective answers. How did you see that when you looked at this? Were you surprised the, the, by their reaction to the question or just overall in the also the sense of the, the experiment? What was your thoughts about it?
0: Uh, I thought it was a very interesting experiment. I'm glad that it happened because a lot of, throughout the entire video, a lot of the people, not a lot, I would say like two, it was mainly two uh, that always kind of went on the wrong side of the answer, (laughs) but towards the end, they kind of changed their perspective, or I feel like... Some gears started to turn, where, if they answered a question, they would change their answer mid explanation of someone else that was being given right. so i think it i think it 's a great I implore you guys to look at it because it it's good. it 's good it was really good to get their perspective and a lot of the times they didn't agree with each other right. so that and they had to talk it out and explain their perspective so it was really interesting hearing the perspectives of white people that don't believe the same thing
1: yeah so like to give you guys and again we you know we'll put the youtube title into the podcast but there were a couple of questions that they asked that really stuck out to me. And one, like I said, to, am I proud to be white? And there was one girl, she actually said, yeah, you know, and and she gave her reasoning behind it and I couldn't be upset behind her reasoning. And it was basically like, do I want to be another race? Like, I, I don't like, basically I felt like she was saying, I know I have a privilege, I don't want to be in a disadvantage. Like, why is it so horrible? To say I'm proud to be white and the guy had to explain to her like generally people who are white who say they're proud to be white has been associated with the Nazi KKK things of racist organizations right and so it was just interesting to see how they were breaking down her thought process and trying to make her see like not that you're wrong but just kind of like reconsider what you're saying you know and she stepped firm she stood firm in her truth and i was really amazed by that but another question that they asked was um is it okay for white people to say the n-word uh, in a rap song was it, a rap, uh, what it the song a rap song, song? Uh-huh. and <laughs> so we all know we have all seen i think uh white chicks and there's an infamous scene where of course marlon and shane Marlon and Sean Waynes are, you know, what's, I'll forget the name of the song that came up, but they're like, no one's here. Like, it's okay to say it. And they it actually see the white girls seeing and saying the N word in the song. And I firmly believe that I highly doubt <laughs> that when people of any race who are not black are listening to any hip hop or whatever genre of music that says nigga, that you're not, not saying it in the car. Like you say it, we know you say it, you say it. Um, I found it interesting. Some of them were honest and kind of was like, I, I don't say the E-R. I'll say the A. And I like maybe Whisper it Low. But it's like, you know Nick is in Paris. You
0: are you sung every fucking word A white in that people goddamn hate song. That song. Uh, I think more <laughs> white people like that song than black people to be completely honest. Probably so. So I just,
1: I I found some of those interesting and this experiment was about three years old and they also did it with um, I want to say a mixed population as well and also with a black population and the video for the black population, it said, you know, I'm proud to be black and everyone went to the side to say, yes, I'm proud to be black. So it is interesting to see the two dynamics of, you know, people not being proud and I feel like. White people should be proud of their culture If they have a co- Well that's another question Do we feel like white people in America have a culture?
0: Are you asking that me? Let yes, me the question for you um, No What about you? <laughs> My answer is no I That's
1: hard. I don't I was Huh White people in America have a culture mm, t- 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 Maybe, okay. I have to say maybe. I would have to say maybe, right? Depending on how you want to look at that. Now, I feel like if they have accessories from, you know, um, Europe or Ireland or something like that, you have that's part of your culture. But I don't know. It's a good question. I would love to 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 talk to some of my white friends and ask them how do they feel like they have a culture in America? Because mm-hmm. I feel like black people we don't have
0: a culture in America like we have shared experience but for us as, as a culture I think that is a part of culture I don't like what would you define culture as I think culture is an amalgamation of multiple things and one of the major thing in America as a culture is the things that we've been through and the things that We are currently go through. It's similar to the black head. knot. when you do that with someone off the street, it's like it's you you know that you see someone that's going through the same thing that you are. And I don't think and the reason why I, I firmly say no about white people is because they can't do that. (laughs) like I feel like well they have symbols they they uh, do
1: have some symbols that's what I'm saying I don't know
0: but white people but they all don't abide by that same symbol and that same symbol doesn't mean the same thing amongst all white people where if you had not any black guy anywhere in America you'll probably get the same is that that really
1: culture because I feel like culture is somewhere you you can pull from and say like this is a learned thing like this is something that Years of hundreds of thousands of years you've had and you've kind of shared by verbal stories and, and, and traditions and you keeping together yeah. soul food, Murray's hair I, mean, I, mean, remember, I, like, remember, I <laughs> feel like they have culture, but just not as rich as let's say people from Africa, like the motherland. Have a, they? They are very proud for their culture. Like they have this. Nigerians are extremely proud of themselves. Any African tribe, if you want to. Of course, the, this isn't our land. Right. So that's why. That's why it's i feel yes Black people. we have a sense of culture but not a full fledged thought
0: of culture in america that is like ours i don't know i know uh, i mean i i agree with that but that's because we weren't allowed to outwardly express anything other than what we were told up until like Hundred years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, how can you know how much culture truly can we have that's rooted in Americana when we weren't allowed to? No, be, very true. We weren't allowed to like kick it uh, outwardly <laughs> in America. That's why I'm saying through all of that, that is a part of our culture and us expressing ourselves against that is a piece of our culture and the reason why i say white people in america don't have culture because they didn't have any of that there's nothing that they had to rise to the occasion of there's nothing that they had to fight against there's nothing that they had to do other than literally wake up and 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 take in all of the luxuries that came along with that. And
1: there and lies my problem, What you just said, and that's the, that's the thought process I'm having, because I don't want to associate a culture with struggle and where black people. It's our culture equates struggle, It equates something. It's a, it's trauma bonding. So trauma bonding is black people culture compared to Asian Americans. They don't have trauma bonding as a culture, like to me, so that, that already puts you in a negative. That's why it, it's easy to dis, That's easy for me to in my thought process to disassociate it. Well, I don't really see black people having a in American culture. We have a sense of culture that can be positive, but the majority of it is trauma focused. So it's you know, but it's Black History Month, and we all yeah. celebrate. So, happy Black History Month, people.
0: But more importantly, <laughs> it's my birthday month. Sorry. But it's still me. Aquarius season, so you
1: no, know, but it's your birthday month well, we have it for you. Hey. But we're gonna come around Pisces. It's
0: still Aquarius season, though. And I mean, I understand that, but you did say it was Aquarius season when it was It was Aquarius season. I said it when the Aquarius season happened. No, you said it you well, in January you said it was your birthday month before it was Aquarius season. Just putting that out there. Which is perfectly fine, but that's what I'm doing now. But I didn't say anything to you about it not being Aquarius season when you did it, like you just did it with me. But it is my birthday month still. You sound like you' mad about that or something. No, like well, well, no, I'm not. I'm just putting it out there that I didn't do that to you. But, but the it is purpose of putting Amethyst it out there would be to say that because it's still Aquarius season. Because I just wanted to have a quick moment, the way you did when you said it was your birthday month when it was like January second. <laughs> And I didn't say anything. But yes, it is still queer season. But <laughs> okay. it's my birthday month. It's February. I'm excited about that. Yay. Go me. I'm done.
1: <laughs> so that's married life, people. Um, <laughs> that's how that shit shows the fuck up. So anyway, back to um, this topic. Are you everything else on this topic to say? or I do not. Okay, so we're gonna wrap that, that situation up. But you guys check that out. Um... It's on YouTube. Again, it's called, do all white people have think the same about race? So let us know your thoughts about that. Um, something else that happened this month, black people month, black history month, Davion birthday month, Beyonce just said, fuck all y'all. I'ma drop the dates for my tour and get your money. So are you registered for the Beyonce tour and the experience?
0: I am. I'm confused how it all works and how it's all going to play out, but I put in my email address. I'm, I don't—so you either have to have a Citibank card, be a member of the Beehive, or a verified fan. I don't have a Citibank card. I think—I wasn't a part of any Beehive, and i know I'm not a verified fan, but somehow I put in my email address, somehow— I got the message that they would reach out to me on Sunday. I don't know. I just I just want these tickets. That's all I know. What about you?
1: Yeah. So, you know, Beyonce and I um, just recently got reacquainted again uh, this, via this album. <clears throat> so I am excited about this tour for her. Um, unfortunately, I won't be able to see it in the state of California or Nevada or Arizona because during that time we will be in Europe and then I'll be on my extended part by myself in Europe um, the time she's out here in LA. So I'm looking to go to Atlanta or Houston, but I do have a Citibank card, so I signed up for that. And uh, yeah, I'm supposed to get a special call, I think, Monday. So I'm just waiting for that to see what happens. So you know, ATL, all the peeps out there, uh, your boy be coming out that way to see y'all. And Beyonce, I, I already have it scheduled in my phone. And so I'm manifesting that I will have tickets to go see the show. I'm curious to know, like, the preparation, like, what all entails. I've never been to a Beyonce show. Have you ever been to a Beyonce or Destiny Child show, Destiny Child show before? I have not. No. Yeah. So I would just want to see. Um, I've heard great things. I, I, you know, on the run tour, heard that was amazing. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited to see what's going on. All the Queens have dropped their tour dates for this year. So we want to see Janet, uh, Madonna staff to be purchased. And now, you know, your tax return for Beyonce. So there's a lot of people who have a Beyonce fund. So, you know,
0: Hey, they knew something we didn't know, I guess, about two years ago to well, save for this. Well, I mean, even if, even if I did know, I, I just can't see myself personally spending that much money to see anyone. Anyone ever? Any human being? Like I can't see myself spending like a thousand dollars plus. Like there's some packages that are going to be like close to two thousand dollars, and I just it could. I mean, be but me. that can't be every ticket, right? That's just, no some like, some packages. Yeah, so. some packages, not just the ticket, but there are some people that are serious about getting that.
1: Hey, I say, listen, you go around this earth several you only go one round of life one time so if that's who you want to see if you want to spend your coin and that's what and all your shit is paid and you an adult and you ain't got to ask nobody for money and paying for shit I say fucking and do it like YOLO so it's not fair everybody can not do it but if you can do it I support you 110% but I'm not spending that much I want a decency. But I don't need to be in the $2,000 area. Oh, no, no. People may all. try to rob you, know how much you pay for that shit. So you got to be smart, also.
0: And there's nothing to rob. You put it all towards the ticket. <laughs> what, what? I mean, what? I don't know. People are like, you robbing at that Trying point.
1: to pull a lick or something, you know? Queens are
0: crafty out here. Oh, well, yeah, especially if you go if it's in Atlanta. Especially if you're going to the Atlanta. But, but
1: that was the thing. I was like, okay. Because um, again, can't see it in the West Coast. And I was like, Houston, that'd be way too crazy. Like, that's her hometown. Don't want to deal with that whole situation. I was like, well, where else can they go see it where all the games will be? Atlanta. That makes perfect fucking sense. So, I'm excited uh, for that. So, friends, let us know what you feel about the Beyonce tour. You can drop a line on the IG page. Let us know. And right now, I think we are going to go pay some bills and come back with the reality. Oh, shit. We didn't do have a uh, the new segment. No, Sorry, you got it's yours. I forgot about that for a second. I'm about the go to a commercial. So you know what? Uh, I don't feel like saying it this week. So we can go to the break. So all right, friends, we'll come back and we'll talk about these reality holes. BRB. And we're back. All right, people. So we're going to talk about Real Housewives of Potomac. There's been so much shit that's been going on with them.
0: So much. And it unfortunately does not involve the actual season, nor was it filmed. But (laughs) let's dive into the actual episode at hand from last week.
1: Yeah. So we open up basically, you know, we start with Robin, really, and her shopping for this wedding gown. Um, and Ashley's there with Giselle and, and they're sharing some tea. And it's really interesting that uh, Robin has decided not to have her parents be a part of her wedding. Giselle's kind of confused on why that isn't happening at all. But she lets them know, like, hey, you know, we want to throw you a, a bachelorette party, so. Some people get invited to the bachelorette party, and there are some people who aren't invited to the bachelorette party. We find out that Wendy and Karen did not receive an Do you think that was shade, or do you think that was reasonable shade to throw towards them?
0: The Karen situation, I can understand. I mean, since her and Robin and Karen literally just got into it, The Wendy situation, I think, is a bit of a stretch. Now, Robin's reasoning for not inviting Wendy was because she felt Wendy was laughing a little too hard at Karen's jokes. Now... It was funny. It was funny, and (laughs) Wendy wasn't the only person laughing at that table. Like, by any means, was she laughing the loudest? I mean, again, Karen was getting into that ass. It was funny. And and my thing is, if, like you you said in an episode last week... Like, a redeemable quality about Robin is the fact that she'll at least admit if she don't like somebody. Right. And that she's being biased or shady or mean or whatever. But it's like, okay, if you really don't fuck with Wendy, even if you guys faked, made up, just say, you know what? Yes, we made up and we decided to move on and we are going to be amicable and cordial, but I still don't really mess with her. Like, say that. Don't say, well, she was laughing a little too much for me. Girl. Girl. That's petty and it makes zero sense.
1: Yeah, her reasoning wasn't wasn't the best. Well again, you know, Robin just I don't know if her and Wendy can ever get back on track. I hope that they can. I saw I felt like there was some light when they went to whatever strip club they went to um and the cameras weren't there. They had their own personal phones filming stuff, but you never know. So Yeah, this episode really was just about really Robin's bachelorette party and and these girls going to the steakhouse or to the strip club to eat some steak and lobster
0: lobster at the strip club
1: with the the flat booties being shaked in front of their faces.
0: Yeah, Um, this is the second to last episode. So, it literally was just like... This episode was a conduit to the season finale. Like, it's just a... You gotta get through it. They're building, you know, plot points for the final episode. So, this one wasn't fireworks. But a lot of, I think, seeds being planted for the season finale next week. Right. No. So, we did find out that
1: uh, Giselle goes to Mia's house and they have a conversation... And Giselle being her messy ass self, nosy as fuck, brings up the fact that Ashley was that she was told that Mia and Wendy had possibly uh either scissored or coochie tapped or did something in, in that realm together. And Mia just politely lets her know, like, listen. G nor Eddie consented to anything, so it was just a pickaboo. It was just a look, a licky loo, and that was all of admiration. Do you think it went a little further or do you think Mia is being truthful in what she told Giselle?
0: That's an oxymoron. Truthful and Mia in the same sentence. <laughs> There's nothing truthful about Mia. She's a lying liar who lies. It, what irritated me about this was it's perfectly fine if you guys show each other your vaginas or even if she touched it a little bit but it just say what happened like don't be so coy and if you know Giselle asks a direct question you just <laughs> look like look away it's like because that can. That can imply a lot, and people can kind of draw their own conclusions. And of course, those conclusions are always going to be ten times worse than what really happened. So it's like, just if you are not gonna say what actually went down, then just don't, don't say, shit. Yeah. say shit at all. Yeah, because just a little bit to the fact that
1: she's like, you know, I am gonna tell a lie anyway. I am gonna tell my version, and my version gonna be better than your truth anyway. Yeah, you know. So we know that's to be fact because it's probably spread around in the streets. But what I don't appreciate in this whole situation is. There's conversations about this, but no one has had a conversation about Wendy. And so she's left in the complete dark about what has transpired now, you know, and no one's taking that into consideration. Everyone's just talking about it, but no one has came to Wendy. So that's just going to be very, um, interesting to see how that plays out, especially
0: probably the reunion, because Andy's probably going to ask the question. And so, you know. He's going to ask the question, Mia's going to say, ain't nothing happened, and Andy's going to be like, well, then why didn't you just say that? She's like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, it literally has happened (laughs) before. It happened last reunion where Andy asked her a bunch of direct questions like, girl, why are you lying? And she just kind of said, I don't don't know. (laughs) Like, that's what Mia does. She, She lies all season, and when she's called out on it, it's just like a, well, I did it. <laughs> exactly. And we're just supposed to be like, okie dokie.
1: I'm pretty. Yeah. So, so do we think that Sharice was lying as she dished on some information as they were eating their lobster and steak with booty and titty shake in their face? And Sharice lets the whole squad know that Karen Huger of Potomac is known for. Fucking the help, the waitstaff. Do we believe Sharice? Or do we think that she was putting 20 on 10 about saying Karen fucks the
0: waitstaff? You know, we'll touch on this in a few moments about this group, but with current things brought to light uh, later in or earlier this week, it honestly leads me to believe and to believe that a lot of shit goes down with these women Mm -hmm. especially the veterans and they all just kind of cover it up for each other until mad day happens and because these secrets are so outlandish or against how they portray themselves, it's easy for them to deny it or to scapegoat it or say she's just a hater, which they've all done about each other in the past. But yes, recent discoveries that lead me to believe <laughs> that all these hoes is lying. Okay. At, to some to some point. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I believe Cherise 110% 10 toes down. Um, again, yeah, when Mad Day's there, and it's it is what it is. That lobster was good as fuck, though. It looked eating. amazing. Um, but you know, Karen, listen, she's married to Ray. You know, she got to get it from somewhere. Cause clearly she's not getting it from him. So, hey, if you fucking the help or fucking the way staff, hope you enjoy. Protect yourself. Hope you you know protect. Yourself. Prep is there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Karen? Just do what you got to do. But, um, I just found the, inch, and also I found interesting the fact that Giselle was like true T, like she, she kind of chimed in, like, uh-huh. I, we know some things and things have been said and we just keep it. Like you said, we keep it cute. They protect each other, but now it's, uh, it's out now. So I wonder how Karen's going to respond next week when she, cause someone's clearly going to tell her that. She was either, either call, oh, because Mia said oh, she was a prostitute. Mm-hmm. So someone's really gonna let her know that this conversation was had about you fucking the
0: waitstaff. Of course, she's gonna deny it. She's gonna get angry. She's probably gonna hit another table. <laughs> this so, is this is what they do and how they roll.
1: Yeah, but I think everyone's just anticipating this reunion now because you said something happened this week with Potomac. You want to expound and let the people know who maybe have been under a rock. If they don't know what happened with a particular
0: housewife. Yes. So on Robin and Giselle, they have their own podcast called Reasonably Shady. And on that podcast earlier this week, Robin admitted on the podcast in her own words and in her own voice that she knew about the side chick Juan had, which was the exact woman Karen brought up. How about, we hit, says that what? I want to finish. I I, I think that was, I think,
1: go ahead. Go ahead finish.
0: So it was the woman that Karen was referring to, Juan holding hands in the city or town next to Potomac or whatever. But Robin uh, said that she was aware of, uh, Juan having a side chick, it was actually during the pandemic. He told her that he was bored um, during that time. She was depressed. She wasn't being herself. This, Her side of the story played out, I think, like two seasons ago. Lo and behold, this was actually the reason why she was down and out and depressed during COVID. And another reason why their wedding was pushed back for so long because these were, this was an issue that they actually needed and they have already worked out. But she said the reason why she didn't bring it up and she knew that the other women knew because this side chick reached out to the cast members.
1: Right, this, but I think it was, I I think what I, I heard, this, I heard it differently, was it wasn't the chick that Carol was talking about? It was another girl. So that's what I heard. It was she was like, yes, there was a girl, but it wasn't who Carol was talking about. They they made it sound like Karen made that shit up. But there was a girl who was reaching out to the cast members, and Robin was not So that's the way I heard it. But
0: maybe we heard it differently. Or okay, so either way, there was a woman that Juan was fucking with, and he re- and she reached out to the cast members, the women on the show, and. Robin didn't bring it up in her work. She said the reason why she didn't bring it up, she wasn't going to bring it up. She thought one of the other women was going to bring it up. And when they did, that's when she would have defended it and said this and said that. Now, the reason why she, I guess, vehemently denied the woman Karen was talking about because... She, I guess, somehow just knew that wasn't the same woman. How she would know that, I'm not sure. Maybe she knew the city that the other woman actually lived in and it wasn't the city that Karen said. But needless to say, she and the rest of the women were fully aware of what was happening in her own backyard the entire season that she wanted to be the most aggressive that she's been in probably since the show's been on. So she had all this shit in, going on in her backyard, and she was being aggressive to other people. I just find that very interesting.
1: Well, because she was preparing for the other uh, shooter to drop. So she's, of course, I'm going to be on the defense. I'm not going to play offense. I'm going to be on the defense and just come at you because anyone at any moment could drop this information at, at free will. So I can understand why she was so defensive this season um hearing this now but a lot of people were upset um that she chose to withhold information then she gave another explanation of you know it's reality but it's like how much of my life do I need to show you guys pretty much and that's the way I kind of summed up what she was basically saying um but then she also <laughs> she did this uh some people could call it smart some people could call it crafty some people could call it just some bullshit they have their podcast but she would say this to get the full detail you have to go to their patreon page or channel and their patreon page you have to pay for that and that's mm-hmm. where she dished all the rest of the or everything and some people were kind of upset that she did that and, and didn't showcase this on the actual show one person in particular carlos king had a lot to say
0: yes girl was upset and understandably so, because he is—he uh, was a producer on The Real Housewives of Atlanta and New Jersey. So he knows how it is behind the scenes and really what it takes to make a season great of reality TV and The Housewives. He went on to say on his YouTube channel that the veterans of this show, before this season actually came together... Had a meeting. Right. And basically came up with a blueprint on what the stories should be for this season. Allegedly. Allegedly. And one of those main stories was the Giselle and Chris bullshit of it all. And for me as a viewer, it really takes me out. Because for me, Potomac is like that girl. Potomac is entertaining, and everything about it I enjoy. Okay. But what I didn't enjoy this season turned out to be a re... The reason why I didn't enjoy it is because of what I thought. I was confirmed in my thinking that that storyline was completely contrived. It made no sense. There was no backing towards it whatsoever. No one believes that Chris wanted to, you know, holler at Giselle or make her uncomfortable. So to hear that, you know, this was an actual storyline that they these hoes came up with over some Cheddar Bay biscuits at Red Lobster, <laughs> allegedly, it just makes, it just taints it for me. Cause especially when there's like potentially real good drama, happening behind the scenes that we could have been privy to it's like if you don't want if you don't want your life on a reality show just don't be on a reality show but
1: i can understand because i would have been in that meeting too because listen let's secure the bag we know we are probably the highest rated show bravo has right now and so yes i'm here to let's keep this going let's keep it hot let's keep it fresh you know um what 's the game what are we going to do? because other franchises have done the same shit they just haven 't got caught doing it like they again self produce themselves or what have you, or the producers make them do some shit. so I would rather the cast yes let's come let's do let 's be our own producers, but just do it in a in a way that it makes sense and it 's smart so
0: I would have taken the meeting. I would have been in the meeting all day with them right along like what are we going to do but i mean if you 're going to do that don't have the best idea be okay your husband wanted to be in a room alone with me 2 years ago yeah no that was that was no, no, <laughs> like, no, that yeah that made cuz that was complete no like, like it it didn't make sense watching it in real time like literally yeah, the episode it made, that it happened which was like episode 3 we we're like huh yeah that made no sense and again knowing how and and the
1: producer showing Chris at these different events and he's not paying these women t- attention at all, really made no sense. So they could have came a little stronger with the Chris Slott.
0: And it also leads me to believe this is why production has been so hard on these bitches all season, like literally showing them direct footage that contradict everything Everything that they said. said, like everything that Robin, Giselle, Ashley, and even Karen said at different points within the season on various different topics and subjects. Production has came back and literally showed a clip of somebody saying something that completely negates or contradicts everything that they said. Yeah. And that leads me to believe that production was probably privy to this after the fact. I was like, you know what? We're going to teach these, bitch. we're going to make these hoes look stupid because now I'm, I firmly believe that Ashley and the Muppet character were in cahoots about, uh, Chris smiling at her. or oh, absolutely. So, and that's why Bravo came back and was like, actually, he did none of that. Nothing. Like, I think this was Bravo's passive-aggressive way of trying to break them of that behavior by showing like, hey, we are recording you bitches, and we're not afraid to so show, show the footage. real
1: footage. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you on that. Um, So, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Uh... What happens on this, reu- uh, on this reunion in about, what, two weeks? Um, mm-hmm. We also have, it's been confirmed that Robin and Juan are now remarried for the second time. So congratulations to the Dixons. And, you know, hopefully it, it sticks well. So
0: that's Potomac. That is aggressively Potomac. You want to move on over to some uh, married folks that actually got married in front of family and friends, unlike Robin and Juan? Listen, marriage ain't for everybody, and
1: there's some people on the show it's just, I don't know what their intention of doing this show was, but you know, experiment for eight weeks. And, and this and this is Married at First Sight,
0: <laughs> we're talking about, by the way, Married, First <laughs> married at First Sight. Um, so this week, all of the couples are in Jamaica, and they actually start taking um, separate little excursions and adventures and their own separate dates, which was cute to see. There was no real major revelations um, amongst the couple, except for Jasmine and Eris, they went water snorkeling and he ate her lobster tail. He is So asshole. let's talk about that. Let's break that down. So they have a dinner
1: was on the beach. I want to say it was on the beach. I mm-hmm. think it was the beach behind him. And so now he's already last week. Jumped in the Whirlpool jacuzzi tub, asked her to feed him a grape. Like he was some, you know, King wanted to be fed. She obliged. She was like, okay, let's play into it for the cameras. So now she's minding her own black business, eating her food. I've barely, I've, sir, we've been married for four days now. Do you want to sample off my plate? First of all, she may not be that girl to do that, but she's like, hey, you know what? It's cute. You want to taste a little bit? He want to taste it. Now, I thought they had the same exact plate. I don't know if we need to go to footage or not, but I thought they maybe had the same meal. If he didn't have it, okay, no problem. You want to taste my lobster tail. She had a nice chunk. She was about to eat herself. Mm-hmm proceeded to take it over to him as he, as he asked for a bite of it. And this grimy-ass, selfish, motherfucker punk-ass nigga took the whole goddamn thing. I would have been livid. She said, oh, you're just gonna take the whole thing. And he did it with a smile on his face. Didn't offer her nothing off his plate that we saw. And I felt that was completely fucking selfish. And I would have flipped the table because we would have had a problem. So...
0: What did you think about that? Yeah, sucks for her. <laughs> I hope she remembers that comes decision day. Like, just come on now. Like the lot, like
1: you couldn't take a bite. You took the whole day, and it was a nice chunk. You know, you know how y'all had that food, right? You got that bite. You ready for it? Your mouth is watering for it. You ready to take? And then someone takes the whole motherfucker. You like for real? Like, yeah. So that was my pet peeve with them, but do we also find out that he's never been in love and he's on a show about marriage and he was just going to wane the love part like
0: I, I just why are you here sir why oh, it, it, what did you what did you sign up for why are you here I'm very curious as to why they even picked him because it's he doesn't give anything just from like a reality show character perspective like he gives nothing like he's very sleepy energy yes. he's very like NyQuil <laughs> energy like he's very sloth exactly he has a sleepy face he talks slow he doesn't really give you facial expression and he's never even been in love so i'm very curious what production and casting saw because spoiler alert the experts don't pick all these people individually um what they saw in him to even put him on the tel- on. Yeah, the tel- I, tel- I don't mistake. know neither.
1: Again, I, I don't know if it was Slim Pink in Nashville. It's not that many black folks. And they was like, okay, well, listen, they, they might look cute together. I have no idea. But he is clearly a person who does not need to be married. If you have never been in love before, why?
0: Why? So, but who else do we have? We have Nicole and Chris. They went rum tasting. They... I'm rooting for this couple. After this episode, I really them like them together. What the show? Okay. All right. Yeah. I, we like them. Yes. They seem like they both came to this show for all the right reasons, which is to find love and happiness, and I really like that they're communicating and being transparent with each other. Absolutely. Um. So, yeah. There was nothing to talk about with them. <laughs> Boring. Uh, moving they had on cute uh, moments. No, they had really cute moments, but moving on to the shits. we have Gina and Clint. Oh, um, she came out the closet and said she hates gingers. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Get your red uh, fucking away from me. Get those red cubes out of my face."
1: <laughs> no red wave over there for her.
0: Right. Well, she didn't vote for
1: Trump. Um yeah, you know, now, I found her situation. Of telling him that she wasn't attracted. She's not attracted to gingers. And, you know, he's kind of, you know, she's not really attracted to him. I found it to be. It was tactless. I found it to be uncouth. I felt she could have did that in a much better way. Because he sat there and just took the shit. Like he could have. He is better than me in most. Because he could have been petty as fuck. And was like, well, you know what? But I think next week we may see yeah, I think his he, response. I think he's pushing into that corner next week. Stay yeah. tuned. Yes. But, you know, I, I just felt that she just could have went about that differently and said, you know what? Normally, I don't date guys who are redheads. But you're a redhead. You know, give compliments, compliments because the first night she was into him.
0: Like, unless I remember something differently, what did you remember? Um, yeah, I think she – I think it may have just been excitement about the whole process but yeah, she didn't seem disappointed at all, right? Like
1: you, you upset about him being ginger. You said so you wasn't upset that he didn't wear a fucking tie at your wedding. Like he came looking business casual, like that you're okay with. But the fact he's a ginger, that that's no. All right, priorities, I guess. Who else do we have? Were you, was that it for them, or was there some more?
0: No, that's it. <laughs> that's it for. Jimmy. Oh,
1: I will say I love their. Um, Shady commentary as they were going going through Jamaica and having all these little um, let's Detours. say hiccups yeah. that was that were happening. It kind of reminded me of us, like how we would like kind of just poke fun at something, but just be mm-hmm. still being PC. Mm-hmm. So it was very fun to see that.
0: Yeah, it was cute seeing them. They're cute together when they're. I think they're going to unfortunately fall into that friend zone. Yes, uh, especially if she isn't, you know turned on by him and i don't see him like sweeping her off of her feet changing that um about her so yeah uh moving on we have dominique and mckinley they go sailing her eyebrows are still too narrow for her face um yeah yes he
1: Okay, so he is the one that made me have the thought process of where are they finding these fucking men that are babies and need this extra fucking support and push and validation from women. And in this in the way in the context of they cannot self-motivate their, their own self. Like, they need to have... Like, they have a mommy issue. I feel like there's certain guys in the show who have mommy issues and they wasn't told they were loved enough or hugged enough or whatever and they're trying to find it needing needed a woman because he's giving that all day because... He said... What the fuck did he say? That was like... It just pissed me off and I just... I got triggered by him because he... He said something or did something and she was overly validated. Like, oh my God, you did that. That was amazing. And he was like, no, nah, but... It was just a horrible situation. But I digress. Um, They're not going to make it.
0: No, I don't. When she looks at him, I don't see any type of lust, passion, or even infatuation. I feel it from him towards her a little bit, but I feel absolutely nothing from her towards him. She's usually just smiling. or There's like a slight condescending tone and everything she says like, so I'm gonna have to what did she say? Uh, worm your, when they go fishing oh yeah, uh, hook your bait around. yeah, I'm gonna have to hook your bait, aren't I? like, it, that's just kind of like everything about him It's kind of like a, uh, with her
1: it's very Daria yeah. it's very Daria T um, yeah, I just, I just don't see, he just I just don't know where these men, like man the fuck up because they are some pussy ass dudes like they are just doing i don't know just feel like they can't self-motivate themselves and it's, it's you know everyone doesn't have the ability to do that i get that but you looking at from a and like these women are overly doing it to them to kind of to appease them and they're i feel like just watching as a viewer these women are just Doing it because i if for some, they were taught to do, or feel like they need to do it to to ensure that he's being manly. I don't know, but I just, I wasn't vibing with it. It wasn't, it wasn't my vibe.
0: Okay, uh, we have lastly Kristen and Shaquille, or Kirsten and Shaquille, Is that the gay one, the uh, the other black other couple. Yeah. Black. So they finally made it to Jamaica, uh, and they went ATV riding. She. Does not want to kiss him, and he wants to kiss her. I think that beautifully sums up their segment. Yeah,
1: I asked you a question last night. Like, are you a person that's more affectionate or kissing, or, or do you, would you prefer kissing prefer kiss or, kiss or hands? Yeah, hand, yeah, thank you. And for me, it's kissing. Like, I hold your hands. Like, all right, all
0: right, I can do that. But kissing is more so. That's an intimate component. What about you? Um, same. I, yeah, I definitely prefer kissing. And I think with her, she said she prefers touching and hand-holding over kissing. So that's yeah. what prompted you to ask me that. Because he's been desperately wanting to kiss her. And she's like, mm, no. It's like, curved. But the thing is, no, like, no one's saying make out, no. cra- like, in a corner. And, like,
1: My high he's, shit? he's yeah.
0: like, can I just get one, bitch? Like, you didn't even kiss on your... Um, when you, after you said your bow, so.
1: Right. She's, she's pushing for you to just be patient, be patient with me when I'm emotional. Like, you know, like, again, overcompensate because I feel like she has this princess demeanor of your, I'm the girl she's supposed to pursue me and in that whole Southern situation of courtship. I feel like she really is a stickler to that, Mm -hmm. especially with having the church behind you. She's like really in that whole Christianity Mm -hmm. pocket of that. Um, So, which some guys find that hot and some find it annoying. And I think he's like trying to, (laughs) like he's trying to find it hot, but he's low-key annoyed because again, I, I personally feel that, he needs to be in Atlanta living his best life mm-hmm. with the other men who like men. So, uh,
0: I agree. That's all. That's that's married at first sight. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait until next week's episode,
1: right? We'll see what happens. So, you guys, we talked about the new show that is on out TV via Apple. So, if you have an Apple TV, you can check out For the Love of Dilfs. Which premiered this past Monday, I thought it was a decent first episode, like gay yeah, you don't have to meet gay shows dating shows. The premise of the show is you have the dill who are the, pretty much like the daddy type, so you know um muscular i'll say tops let's just go with that to simplify it for the people who may not be homosexual, and then they have they call it the boys the himbos or the twix the himbos they call them himbos so um and the himbos were to pick the box of to pick out a five select a box of one of the five men that they fought attraction to and in the box there was like different underwear or different like personal items and so they do that and that was random and that's how they first met the first match of the the dilfs and then they went on little dates after that and talked and then they had a mixture later on to kind of see if you want to stay with the same person or maybe switch it up a little bit to kind of mingle with someone else. And they come to find out each week a either a daddy would go home or a Himbo would go home and bring new fresh meat in. So he kind of excited. So I was here for it. Her. What about you? What do you think about the whole premise and Stormy Daniels being the host?
0: The premise, I'm not gonna lie, is a little confusing for me because it's not, uh, I thought, the DILFs, I think, Dad, I like to fuck. So older gentlemen with younger guys. And the guy, some of the guys that are in the DILF category are literally like our age. <laughs> so I was a little perplexed. And, there, I, it, and not all of them give top energy. It, so I, it i it it led me to believe because I went into it based on the title expecting something so Speaking no yeah expecting something so clear and yeah. because the title is very specific and it's yeah. very crystal clear in the gay community <laughs> if what the daddy is yeah what you expect the show to be especially since we've seen dating shows heterosexual dating shows with older mm-hmm women and you know like i thought it was going to be the gay equivalent of that so coming into it like this is just a bunch of gay folks trying to date (laughs) like like just call it something just call it that
1: well there were two i would say there were two daddies that that can equate to being yes out of like six (laughs) and then well it was well it's
0: yeah the other three weren't aggressively weren't that's why i was so confused i was like what am i watching yeah but no yeah it's representation matters i'm glad to see you know any other opportunity to see gay folks on tv is a great is a great thing yeah doing all the ratchet shit. so you know we will
1: um have more about that apparently this is a weekly show so we thought we could probably binge it but they're like no you're gonna come back next week and see us and keep the conversation going and so we will do that now we were it's not shade if it's true okay people always remember that it's not shade if it's true they're in miami and there's this mansion that they're showing in the outside and outside shops and all that good shit. but when we get inside the mansion <laughs> they tell the audience us that the daddies will stay in a communal space and so are the himbos. so you have five Five men in one room on single like air mattress, maybe not air mattress, like IKEA
0: IKEA build build a bed,
1: <laughs> and this big ass mansion, this huge mansion. They had to stay in two rooms though, and then when they were doing filming the show, they were only allotted to be in like two or three where they were shooting out this big ass mansion. So I feel <laughs> that the the contract for the mansion was like, you can only use four rooms out of however many bedrooms in here and, you know, make believe that, you know, they have access
0: to the whole entire house. And oh, that's exactly what it seemed like. That's exactly there. Because there's literally no way you're in like a mansion that and I'm not exaggerating. Looks like it could have at least six bedrooms and they're only occupying like three. Yeah. I mean, hell, Bobby, Bobby, I love you. To, he had this whole rented mansion.
1: Like he has access to everything. So Zeus is doing better than our TV network? Come on.
0: Now. Yeah, I could see that. What's up Apple, like? I could I I I could still see I could still see that though. Zeus shit, they got the Mayweather fight. Zeus is doing Zeus. Yeah, Zeus is Zeus Zeus-in.
1: But it's just I'm just surprised. Like I was really surprised that we we saw that and it was the limitation. So um yeah, but that's for the love of Dilsch, you guys. So check it out. I want to say it's every Monday on TV. So check it out. Tell a friend, tell a friend. Tell us your thoughts about it. And so right now we're going to wrap this up. But we're going to, before we do get out of here to let you guys go, we want to talk about the Bestie of the Week.
0: So who is your Bestie of the Week, babe? My Bestie of the Week is going to go to the new... Icon for me and supreme of the Real Housewife of Potomac cast, and that's Candace Dillard Bassett. She is one of the only women, I feel, that is giving you her authentic life 100% on this fucking show. No secrets, no uh, hidden dinners, no <laughs> blueprint drawn out for the season ahead. I feel like we get good, bad... And indifferent from her every season. We get her mama hitting her with purses. We get <laughs> her cussing out and fighting with her husband. To me, she is what a housewife should be in 2023. What about you? So, just
1: like in real life, I have multiple besties. So, I'm going to have multiple this week. So, my first bestie is going to go to my young cousin, Camille, a.k.a. Cami the Mill. Check out her video on YouTube. Jane Doe. Because the shit was fucking hot. Like her video is amazing. It's hot. And I just can't stop talking and, and spreading the word so people don't watch it. So that's one. The second one, it's, it's going to go to Beyonce. You know, listen, Mama came was like, it's February 1st. It's Black History Month. And I know some of y'all have filed your taxes. And you're going to get your return. And you're going to spend this money on me. So thank you. And I'm doubly happy she has put a visual out um her on the horse with the i don't like women like sexually like at all like at all like at all but uh, that was hot her -hmm. and the rhinestone Mm -hmm. shit i was like okay i see you and you know i i i'm happy that there's a tour for this album so so yeah so that's my besties of the week
0: alrighty friends that's it for us this week
1: yeah so we want to thank you guys for tuning in we always want to tell you we thank you for giving us our time you have 23 left to be kind to yourself so go out this weekend make a new friend or just have some champagne by yourself and just toast to your accomplishments of making it through the week and enjoying your weekend okay and until so next time Bye, friends. Today's episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend is brought to you by the letter A. Hey, listen. Did y'all really think we are going to teach you guys something? <laughs> this podcast is just to have a kiki with my husband. Tune in next Friday for an all-new episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend. Follow us on Instagram at oh, that's my gay friend or email us your questions at oh, that's my gay friend at gmail.com. Until then... See you next time, friends.